All in preparation for the challenges that lie ahead. This is a show that feeds the mind with inspiration and truth on the issues of the day. If it's important to your life, you'll find it here. Hosted by Malcolm Out Loud. Well, I think anybody that's paying attention to the news knows the big talking point is Donald Trump. And uh, I want to introduce you now to a gentleman that I met some years back, Demetrius Minor. He's, uh, I, I love the title of this book. He's the author of uh, Preservation and Purpose. Uh, and to explain further, he's a preacher and a political commentator and a conservative. And that's where I actually met him some years ago on radio. It's been a while since I spoke to you. How are you doing, Demetrius? Malcolm, glad to be with you again. I'm doing wonderful, doing well. All right. I always enjoy talking to you. I mean, you always were a good man. And I know you, you're moving along in your life. got a lot of things going on. But so let's, I know you have a belief structure. I know you've always been a, um, well, you've been a good conservative uh, man that have, have spoke good conservative values over the years that I've seen. And uh, I, I love the title of this new book. I have to check this out. But let's get into Donald Trump. There was a comment I seen, which, you know, I'm not on social media, but like, very, very limited. I mean, we put a lot out there, but I don't have a chance. And I happen to see something you put in there. It was just that split second of time. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I think I, did I comment back on it or so? <laughs> oh, yes. We we, we, we had a, a brief exchange there. Okay, um, that's right. I think I said something <laughs> out of your mind or something, didn't I? It did. You did. You did. But, you know, it, it's good to see you exercise your First Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, brother. You know it. All right. So, what? 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 Did, do you remember the tweet? What did you put out there? Well, I believe the tweet was. Uh, I, I tweeted my frustration with Donald Trump, um, which I've been doing on a regular basis um, throughout this election cycle, and I just got frustrated to the point where I said, you know, if Hillary Clinton has to be president, then so be it. Now that's well, that's what got me. That's what got me. Now here was a conservative man. And so let me set the table for folks. So here you are. And this is a lot of the conversation we're hearing right now, where there is a piece of the Republican movement, the conservative movement specifically, who are having a very difficult time wrapping their arms around a Donald Trump presidency. Now, at this point, he's the only one left in the cupboard. You know, Mother Hubbard left, and the cupboard is bare now. They all ran, Demetrius, for the hills. <laughs> Nobody really caught on except Donald Trump. And there's a lot of, you know, psychological reasons you can read into that. Let's talk about the things that offended you as a conservative, because people can relate to this right now, and I want them to understand, really, maybe the mindset. What is it that you find offensive, and why won't you support a Donald Trump presidency? Sure. Well, uh, for starters, his rhetoric has been very um, divisive. Um, it's, uh, in my opinion, it's enabled uh, bigotry and hatred. And um, on, a, on a, another front, just policy. Um, I believe that Donald Trump is a closet liberal. And for all this talk about being anti-establishment and being against the politicians, well, if you look at the past of Donald Trump and you look at who he's contributed to the most, it has been liberal politicians from Chuck Schumer to Nancy Pelosi to the Democratic frontrunner herself, which is Hillary Rodham Clinton. Malcolm, when I look at a candidate who's running for president, I look at it twofold, policy and character. The previous election cycles with John McCain and Mitt Romney, I didn't always see eye to eye with them on policy, but for the most part, they were closer to my ideals than uh, Barack Obama. And even if I was not 100% on board with them on the policy perspective, 
I always thought that Senator McCain and Governor Romney were decent men who had the character um, that will allow them to be fit to be commander-in-chief and president of this great nation. When I look at Donald Trump, I think he's politically unstable. I think this is a person that will say whatever he wants to say that's convenient. And quite frankly, I do not think he's fit to be president of the United States. And therefore, I cannot give him my support um, in November. Well, you know, when you look at the last few elections uh, with the Republicans, you're right. They lost with Mitt Romney, moderate. They lost with uh, John McCain, moderate. They lost with Bob Dole, moderate. They've not had a good track record in this arena, brother. Uh, they don't seem to do well in that forum. And, you know, for whatever reason, the men weren't taken as really, they weren't, they didn't excite. They didn't get the, you know, the foundation excited. They weren't people. But now you've got a candidate that is sort of electrifying uh, a good part of uh, the, uh, the the party in the program, and he's alienating others. But there are more people that have come out to vote this particular primary season than before. He's got more support and vote now than Mitt Romney had. Um, what do you say to that? Um, I also think that there's, um, if you look at Donald Trump, um, he's received, I believe, just over 40% of the vote. Percentage-wise, he's right up there with um, John McCain and Mitt Romney in previous election cycle, even though he's gotten a little bit more than John McCain. John McCain received 39% of the vote. Mitt Romney received 41% of the vote. So, you know, if you really want to get be analytical about it and get into statistics, statistics about it, Donald Trump is still in that same category. But you've also had more people vote against him <clears throat> than vote for him. So you have 60% of the base um, that has voted but Demetrius, let me ask you this. I mean, if you look at everything, you look at history, you look at success metrics, I mean, isn't it true, though, in order to have any level of real movement or any level of success in politics and or business, for that matter, I mean, aren't you really going to always upset some people? I mean, is, when you are out there, when you are beyond the norm or what we qualify as the norm, average, if you will, aren't you going to upset a few people? Well, sure, you're going to ruffle a few yeah. things for those who, who speak truth to power. But I believe that a person that has a message of consistency and someone that has a positive message, mm -hmm. sure, you're going to ruffle a few feathers over the course of your life. But I still believe that overall, you're going to have a good message and that more people will embrace you than not. Well, let, now, me, let, me, let me then throw this at you and stop there a moment here. I've not supported Malcolm, and everybody knows this that's listening. If you've listened before to me, you know that I have not supported or got behind any particular candidate. Now, you also know that I will support who you know whoever that uh, Republican conservative uh, person is going to be. Uh, you probably know that about me, folks. And you know, in this case, there's not a choice. I mean, this is the guy that's left. Now, I haven't, I've represented all of the candidates and talked about a lot of them up front, but never really got behind one like a lot of my friends have, Demetrius. They've got behind them and said, oh, you know, I mean, people have been really rabid support and, and fans of Donald Trump, or they hate him. They either love him or they hate him, right? Sure. You know? Sure. And I didn't kind of fall into either of those categories. I, In fact, I was very critical of Trump on a lot of national radio. I was very critical on him, and I put it right out there. In fact, there were a lot of people who took my criticisms of the fact that I would vote for Hillary Clinton rather than a Donald Trump. I mean, people actually said that to me, Demetrius, which kind of made me chuckle because I never said that or led them to believe that, but they thought that. And now when I seen your tweet 
that said, well, then if it's got to be Hillary Clinton, so be it. I thought, oh my God, he's like those radio cats who were giving me a hard time thinking I was going to support uh, a Hillary candidacy, which I simply could not do, no matter what. Right. And so, but I'm not endorsing Hillary Clinton. But you're saying to me, if it when it comes down to it, and it is going to come down to it, when you're in the voter box, if you've got a Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, who do you vote for? Well, you could vote third party. You could, but then again, that would be they say a vote for the other side. But yes, you could. That's what they say, Malcolm. But I, I, I rather salute someone who's going to stand on principle. And he's going to put their moral convictions um, right. before the convenience of winning an election. Right. What I want to say to you now is is this a moment here. And this is one of the things that I wanted to really exchange with you, what I want to do right now, brother. Because this is one of the things that irritate me so much about the media and so much right. about where we stand right now. One of the things right. I've noticed, Demetrius, and, and I think you'll uh, confirm what I'm saying possibly, um, although I'm not positive. And, and, but I think... You know, the one thing I've noticed and we, we know, I think, is this, that whenever the media doesn't have a leading story that will ruffle feathers and get you to tune back in, I, and I'm not, I'm not being a wise guy here, friends, I'm telling you, they make things up. They look at the headlines, and they have people who do this for a living in all these television stations and radio folks, and they look at the headlines, and then they twist and turn and say, hmm, how can I sensationalize that? You know, think a.k.a. National Enquirer. I mean, if we can't get inquisitive minds to want to know, then they're not engaged. And that's what I find in the last week or so, even on television. There has been a real lull of news because Trump is now the presumptive nominee. So now what the hell are we going to talk about? You know, so where do we find the next problem? So now they go in and they take the other headlines and they make problems out of them. Like, hmm, where's the next problem we can put out there? Because that's what the news is. If it bleeds, it leads. Now, here's the thing I will say to you. I believe that the media from day one have taken Donald Trump's comments completely out of context. And I think you are also hearing them out of context. And let me explain, and I really mean this. I think if you look down into it and you see what's going on, Demetrius, you can see that he's not that far off. And what he has done is he has really uh, spoken to average Americans who are tired of all of it. They're tired of the empty rhetoric. They're tired of presidential candidates and administrations who know nothing, both on the Democratic side and the Republican side. Let's be straight here. It's not one party. It's both parties. It's the entire system. Now, why Donald Trump was resonating is because he represents something outside of the system. What you kind of are upset about him for is exactly what people like, that he doesn't represent the system. He doesn't represent your conservative friends. He doesn't represent your liberal friends. He's kind of a strange breed. They call him a populist even. But here's the thing. You look at his five points about illegal immigration. There's really not a lot in there that is objectionable. You look at the comments about Muslims and what he said, and that's being so far taken out of context that isn't funny, Demetrius. He said temporary. Nobody ever uses that word. He said, let's set up a commission and look at this. He said, let's have conversation. Now, we're not, we don't want to be a bigoted uh, society or racist society against one thing or another, but my friend, 
you know, and there's a whole other conversation here, but if you've looked at the Quran recently, or you understand where Muhammad came from, or you understand who Allah is, and you understand what's the difference between a good Muslim and a bad Muslim, I just had this conversation this morning on national radio. You know, that's a whole other conversation you and I could have, which you could probably speak very well to, right? Well, um, I'm familiar with little aspects of Quran and with the Islamic faith, and um, it, it does vary from Christianity. Well, Demetrius, I'm going to ask you to hold it right there. And when we come back from a quick break, I want to talk about more about these comments that Trump has made. And are they out of context or aren't they? And how should people really take what he's saying? I'll be right back with Demetrius Minor in just a moment. This is Real Life. It's Malcolm All Out here. back with you here again this is real life it's malcolm out loud here again i want to encourage you go to our network and our platform uh, america out loud you'll find a whole lot there americaoutloud.com a lot of commentary great productions shows information about everything in life uh, but today we're talking politics with a very very dear friend of ours demetrius minor i like this book title a lot i was telling you up front on the show author he is of preservation and purpose Preservation and Purpose. Uh, he's a preacher uh, and a political commentator, a conservative guy. Um, DemetrisSpeaks.com. DemetrisSpeaks.com is the site. And we'll have all this on the site as well for you folks at America Out Loud. You can check that out with Demetrius. One of the things, it's been some time since we've spoke to Demetrius, but I always appreciated your conviction. You seem to be a man of principle always and uh, when it comes down to it. And I understand, and to me, uh, when I seen the tweet that you sent out there the other day, it, it, it kind of represented to me what a lot of conservatives have sort of said, some in public, some not in public, where, well, if it's got to be Hillary, I guess it'll be Hillary. Like, how bad is she again? <laughs> and, you know, that becomes a whole nother conversation or context. But here's what gets me about the media. I want to pick on the media for a minute, okay? Because they sure. need to be picked on. So I believe they take things completely out of context all the time. So the divisiveness of his comments and things you had mentioned in our earlier talk here about this, I think a lot for a large part of it, yeah, he, I know, Demetrius, I know he doesn't give the warm and fuzzy. I know you don't visualize him as a grandpa sitting there with the grandkids on his lap and he's reading Dr. Seuss. He doesn't give you that warm and fuzzy kind of feeling. But you know, I want to tell you something, and I want you to think about this in the days ahead. We've had a lot of warm and fuzzy out there from politicians, Demetrius, who have dropped the baton soon after we've given them the coronation. And we really have. We've all been let down. We've been jerked from left to right, up and down center, which is why the entire political establishment is crumbling right now. And you've got a piece of the electorate that is going after a 74-year-old socialist. And you've got a piece of the electorate going after a New York businessman that many would have considered a decade ago as another New York liberal, you know. So I think that's all fair game. But when you look at the comments, Trump has tapped into something that is very unique in our culture right now that we've talked about for years on talk radio, Demetrius. And that is that we really do need some real change and we need somebody with some gumption and who can get up there and tell them all to shut up and sit down. Now, if I asked you that a few years ago, you'd have probably said to me, well, yeah, Malcolm, that's a good thing. Now we've got a man like that. Now his values have changed over time. I'll give you that. But then again, a lot of people do. 
And I think this whole thing about principle, sometimes we can take to our grave, and it doesn't really get us too far. So I don't know. you got the establishment in play and a lot of establishment players. And what are they going to do for us? I'm not convinced they are the answer. I don't know that Trump is either. But, you know, I don't think all these negatives make a positive either. And I'm not sure where to go with it. I think a lot of people are in this dilemma. But I think, again, when you look at the media, and what do you think about that? I mean, you never hear the media come out when they talk about the Muslim ban. Oh, he's a racist. You said he was a racist and a bigot and all that. I don't believe he's a racist. I don't buy that. I can buy a lot of things, but I don't buy that. I think he's an American. I think he's a businessman. I think he'll he can give he can be very brass and very crass. I get that. But I, I think when he says temporary ban, he's saying we need to look at it. Now I talk to a lot of experts around the world on Muslims and uh, about Islam and they don't give me the warm and fuzzy. They don't see any difference between a good Muslim and a bad Muslim, by the way. And I know that doesn't sound politically correct. And I you know, don't shoot the messenger here. You know what I mean? I, I know I, I, first of all, I don't think it's constitutional at all. I don't. I don't have a problem with someone changing positions for the greater good. D- Donald Trump changes his position every five minutes. <laughs> he now changes his position on raising the minimum wage. He now changes his position on raising taxes on um, the wealthy. Now, in regards to your the temporary Muslim ban, which I was never on board with, but now I'm interested to see what his supporters are going to say because now Trump is saying. Oh, it was, a, it was a suggestion. We don't necessarily have to do it. He changes his position every day. We don't know where Donald Trump... You know, I want to say something I, I, to you. I, I want to tell you something on that point. You know, when I think of the business community, Demetrius, and I think of the boardroom, I see the CEO coming in. I've worked with CEOs and the chairman of the board throughout my 27 years in the corporate boardrooms um, around the world. And i got to tell you, they're known to come in the boardroom and turn things upside down on their head. And they'll say things sometimes just to get a rise out of people and sometimes to find out what the other side is thinking. Now, I think a lot of that is innate in Donald Trump and part of his strategy, which is really setting people off like fireworks. Because what do you mean? You have to say what you mean and mean what you say. I mean, he really doesn't uh, you know, subscribe to the Dr. Seuss mentality, you know? <laughs> well, uh, p- perhaps he doesn't, but... I don't think that it gives validity to his candidacy. In um, even regards to his business, whichever everyone exclaims him to be this great of a businessman, even if you look deep within that, I mean, the guy's been bankrupt four times. He now even has an impending lawsuit about his Trump University, which we've all learned to be a big, huge scam. So, you know, if he can't even run that part... Well, I, I, don't, I right. couldn't disagree with you more. Demetrius, I could not respectfully disagree with you more. First of all, the legitimacy, whether you say whether he's valid or not, it doesn't make him valid. You may be right, but you know what? You know what makes him valid? All of the votes that went to the ballot box that voted him in, that's what makes him valid. That's number one. Number two, uh, your, your, your points here, I think, are, you know, out of context somewhat. All right, he's been bankrupt a few times in the corporate world. So what? I mean, have you ever not subscribed to the business theory that you fall down, you dust yourself off, you stand up and you move forward again? That is the epitome of the American dream. Please don't lose sight of the American dream, which is that failure is the only road to success. 
And so sure, I want to stop absolutely. you in your tracks this morning and say, my brother, I think you're being very hypocritical and judgmental on this man. Quite frankly, as a, as a very unbiased man in all of this with Donald Trump, I've not been his big supporter, but I think you're being, I think you're being very harsh and, and you yourself are being very incriminatory. Well, I'm not being incriminatory. I'm going by Donald Trump's position. He's running for president of the United States. He's not just running for CEO of a company. He's running to be the face of America. And I'm very reluctant to, to, to give the power, the power of the presidency to a guy who, who, who there's no telling what he could do. I think Donald Trump has the tendency to start a civil war with Mexico. Or well, you know what? You're right. There is no tendency to what he could do. But you know what? There is a tendency to know what the rest will do. Let me spell this out for you. Right. N-O-T-H-I-N-G. Nothing. Nothing. That is the political estate. That I can guarantee you. And if that's what you want more of, we just dropped 16 candidates that represented the Republican Party that would not probably have moved the meter. Now, I say that as like, oh, what are you, some subpoena, su- supporter of a, of a, a you know, conspiracist? And no, I'm not. I'm very central-minded as to what Americans want and think. To me, the validity of all this is the people who voted for this man. It took me a while to get on board to understand who do we have here, Demetrius. But I got to tell you, I think I smell a change in America. I smell something that is different than the political class. I think the political class are shaken in their boots. I don't think they know what to do now. I think they're scared and they're running. They don't know what a Donald Trump represents, just as you don't know, my friend. And I think well, there has to be some validity no, to that. No yeah. problem change. I, like many Americans, I'm frustrated with the political establishment, the political class. I understand that. But even with our desire for change, I still think we have to be rational and that we have to be smart about it and that we just don't elect someone with the loudest voice. We don't have a choice now. We don't have a choice, brother. He he won the most votes. He is the winner. Well, you exactly. I'm still going to vote my conscience. And well, if that's Hillary Clinton, God bless you, because uh, I don't know what that's going to do for you or I or anybody else in this country. I don't see those policies as being victorious, as well as the uh, Supreme Court nominees and all of the things that have to come down. And I want to say to you, a lot of the things that Trump has risen that has really irritated the right, Demetrius. Well, with regards to the Supreme Court, Malcolm, with regards to the Supreme Court, and I understand how important that is. That is very important. Yes. I don't trust Trump to nominate a conservative. I, Trump doesn't even have a, a good understanding of what the Supreme Court is. When asked about who, what kind of judges he would appoint, Trump said he would appoint judges that will look into Hillary Clinton's emails. That is not the role of a Supreme Court justice. Now, I will say that Hillary Clinton's email problem is huge. She should be she should be disqualified. She, she should, should be indicted. She should be, because if that was you or I, we will be under the jail. You better believe but, it, brother. You be, they'd be but, here already with the coats. They'd have us locked up. Right. But that's not the Supreme Court's job right. to investigate Hillary Clinton's email. So that, that, that's a huge problem and concern. Well, that's just a talking point. You're, you're out of context, I think, Demetrius. I really believe this, brother, with all respect. I think it's a talking point. I don't think that's his uh, definition of what the Supreme Court is. I think he's a lot brighter than what you give him credit for. And I think you might be, I'm just guessing here now. I, I, it's just a wild guess by Malcolm. I think you might be pleasantly surprised. I think a lot of us might be pleasantly surprised. Now, I'm just saying, folks, I've not been a big supporter. I've not. I've, I've been very critical of the man but you know what 
being an, being an optimist and looking at our country and where we stand right now, I think there is a possibility, Demetrius, I think there's a possibility that we may be quite enlightened here and surprised by what may become of this. And the fact that he knows how to listen to big minds and bright minds and get the best involved in these conversations and the problems that beset our country, I think we may be in for some interesting things ahead. All of these, just remember, folks, this. Be very careful what you ingest into your body, your mind, and your spirit when it comes to the media. A lot of the things that Donald Trump has spoken to, Demetrius, are things that are problems for people, but nobody's willing to take a stand. Here's a man who took a stand, and he, he irritated a lot of people. I mean, he, he definitely offended a lot of people. But, you know, our southern border is a problem. He didn't say he hated Mexicans. He didn't say he hated Hispanics. He didn't say any of that. He said there are a good portion of them that are criminals. He's right. He said there are people, terrorists, coming across the border. He's right. We're not protecting our border properly. He's right. We don't have a country if we don't have a border. He's right. We need to do something about it. He's right. Yet the politicians do nothing. Same thing with the Muslim problem. Nobody wants to talk about the problem. If Trump wins, which at this moment I'm not convinced he will, but if he does, obviously I pray for him and, you know, I I wish him well. If our American president succeeds, our country succeeds. But I I don't know if he can beat Hillary Clinton. I'm going to make a prediction right now today. I'm going to tell you right now, I believe the next president of the United States will be Donald Trump. I've looked into my crystal ball and I've looked at everything. And I believe history is about to be made and history is about to be changed. And this country is in for a rude awakening. And it's one that we need to take and embrace somehow. I don't, I don't, I think we're going to be all surprised. I think because I think there's a chance to maybe get up over this political hurdle. I believe he is going to be the next president of the United States. I do not believe Hillary Clinton is going to get the nod. I don't believe it's going to happen. Well, you know, this election cycle has been hard to predict. And, um, you know, the, the way I still view it is that the lesser of two evils is still evil. And, and we'll see. The election cycle is definitely fluid. And um, I'm very saddened that these are the only two choices we have. Well, I, all right, well, I hear you, buddy. I, I think we need to uh, embrace what we have and look at it as an opportunity. As an optimist, that's what I need to do. Again, I wasn't a big supporter. I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't on the Trump train. But you know what? I think looking at all the choices right now, I think that uh, possibly this is what God wants us to do at this moment. And we need to fix America. If we're going to make an impact in the world, we need to do something. And we need to change the political class and the way we think in this country. And right now, if that takes a Donald Trump to stir the pot and set us all on our backsides, then so be it. Demetrius Minor, again, I'm going to check out the book, Demetrius, Preservation and Purpose. I'm going to have you back again to talk about the book. Um, give me a copy of that book so we can talk about it ahead and maybe do a production on it and, and get some stuff out there for you, okay? Absolutely. We'll love it. DemetraSpeaks.com, preacher and political commentator. Wonderful to have you on here. It's good to have a difference of opinion and have a good conversation.